Welcome to the Home Inspired Podcast, where we discover the power and potential of home. Journey with a community of kingdom-minded moms as we look at the micro-nation of home and the world-changing possibilities within our own four walls. Okay, so we're back, and I have with me a friend named Ellie Gould, who I've known for a lot of years, I guess. She was at some very seminal points in our story, um, which I can share another time. But um, Ellie is an incredible mother, grandmother, and nurturer, wife. I should have said that first, but um, (laughs) lover of God and has an incredible testimony, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about this revelation that I first heard Ellie talk about um, maybe three, four years ago. Oh, I think it was longer. longer. Okay. Yeah, it was maybe seven years ago. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Was it really? I think it was the first time we met. Oh, We began to talk about it and then we talked about it. Two or three times yeah. since then, okay. but I think it was the first time we met, wow. which was a while back. That was a while back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's this, um, it's it's this revelation really that she has to share with those around her about hospitality and about the power of hospitality and really about the biblical mandate for hospitality. And so, um, I'm so excited for this episode because I just want other people to hear what I've heard. (laughs) It's just really amazing stuff that it's like God has just given you a lens through which to see the Bible through hospitality. It's just amazing. It's like, wow. Yeah, he He has. has. He has. And one of the pivotal things I think I need to share first is that hospitality, biblical hospitality and entertaining are two very different things. When you entertain, you're very aware of you and what you have and what you're presenting and how it looks, and you want everything just right. Martha Stewart does a fabulous job (laughs) with entertainment. She really does. I mean, it's wonderful. Jesus was never opposed to a party. Sure. He did his first miracle at a party. Right. Um, So entertaining is not wrong, but entertaining is not the whole of biblical hospitality. There's a huge difference. In biblical hospitality, you are a subset of the event. The person that's entering into your space is the important thing. Mm. It's a complete reverse. It doesn't matter what things look like, (laughs) you know, or what you have or don't have, or if you're ready or not ready or whatever. Uh, Biblical hospitality is all pointed toward the, the person that is entering your space. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you speak a little bit more about when you say it's all pointed towards that person, what well, that means? It's, it's all about them. Yeah. It's um, about meeting their needs, um, bringing them comfort or rest or restoration or um, 
making them feel comfortable in your space Mm -hmm. is that's my definition of hospitality is making someone comfortable in your space Mm. and it takes on different seasons for a person and it takes on different places like for the working woman hospitality she spends a great deal of her time at the office or at her desk or wherever she's working and she can be hospitable in that space. Mm. It doesn't have to be At in home. your home. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, she can. It, it's it's a mindset. Biblical hospitality is a is a heart concept, mm-hmm. and you have to have a mind and heart shift. And the Lord is very, very willing, able wants to I've seen him turn people who couldn't open their front door to becoming you know this one young young woman I called her well I was called when I was younger uh the Kool-Aid mom in the neighborhood (laughs) this woman heard me talk asked me questions emailed me for two or three weeks and then I got an email from her and she had opened her front door to a neighbor and become a Kool-Aid mom. Mm. And she, she began, she said, I can do this. I can really do this. I can let people Mm. share my space without worrying if there's laundry on the couch. Mm. Um, You know, my very first experience with biblical hospitality after I got saved was from a woman who, um, was a few years older than I was, but not not very much. She had four little kids at home, mm-hmm. and um, I was newly saved and just, you know, meeting friends and stuff, and she'd have me come over after work, or I'd drop in. You know, it was mm-hmm. it became a relationship where I could just drop in. If she had laundry on the couch, she'd scoot it over, <laughs> and I'd fold laundry with her. Love it. And after the laundry was done, we'd go in the kitchen, and she'd wash dishes, and I'd dry them. Mm. It, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But that's biblical hospitality. She yeah. opened her space, her home, to me, and I, was, I received refreshing and friendship and the mm. Lord from her. Yeah. Now, my so study good. on hospitality came from um, a sermon that I was listening to mm-hmm. where the woman used, um, it was a woman talking, and I have no idea what her subject matter was. <laughs> it was not hospitality. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, but she was reading John one thirty-five, and where Jesus was assembling his disciples and I got to stop it. Okay. Sorry. Not a problem. So, um, had to tend to the baby there, but, um, you know, when you were just talking about hospitality, it was really striking me just this idea of, um, of, of our space being an extension of our understanding of grace. Yes. And that it's like, come as you are. Here I am in Christ. I'm not all put together, but Mm -hmm. I'm loved, I'm redeemed, and so are you. Instead of like, I'm going to be perfect for everyone, and I'm going to look amazing and sparkly and spectacular. You know, it's like, 
there's no need for that no. because of grace, right. you know? And right. it's just so cool, like, that our space could be an extension. It, it like, sends a message to the person coming in that, right. A, this is about you. This is me serving you. This is me loving you. And this is me welcoming you vulnerably into my life just as it is. I mean, it's not all put together. It's not perfect. But you're welcome here. But you're welcome here. Yeah. Right. You're welcome yeah. here. I want you here. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and we can. We can do share. life together. Yes. We can share. Yes. And, and in, in, a, um, in a kind of subconscious way, or it's sort of sending the message that it's okay for you to be you here as well. Right. So it's okay for you to just come as you are here. Yes. So anyway. And, and yeah. when you uh, purpose to practice this biblical hospitality, this, this whole mind-heart set, um, you become a listener. Hmm. You become less self-focused and more focused on the other person. And what begins to happen as as the Lord transforms your heart and your mind is that you want to draw out in the other person what their need is or how can you bring refreshment or encouragement and and it's something that that just rises up and and you're very aware of the other person mm -hmm. um, which is very different than entertaining yeah you know yeah and again, entertaining is not it's wrong. It's not wrong, right? It is not wrong. Yeah. But this is a whole different concept. And in, in the United States, I, I don't know about other countries, but in the United States, we generally, I find, people say hospitality is the same as entertaining. Mm -hmm. You know, And people will come up to me and who don't haven't sat under my teaching at all, and they'll say, oh, you must set a pretty table. Well, yeah, sure, I can. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> but. <laughs> that's not what you're talking about. That's not my message. Yeah. Right. And I don't think it's the. I find this from cover to cover on the Bible, mm. in the Bible. Mm. This is, biblical hospitality isn't an event. Mm. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's good. And there's there's seasons. I mean, not everybody can just open their front door. Um, I mean, I have nine grandkids. My three kids are grown. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't open my front door to the kids in the neighborhood anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not the Kool-Aid mom, although I know all the kids in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, but they're not in and out of my house and... I'm not cook baking cookies for everybody and doing mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. It's a different season in my life. So there's very few hard and fast right and wrong ways to do biblical hospitality. There's seasons and there's different kinds. Mm -hmm. And God brings those to you as a lifestyle. It's mm -hmm. a heart issue mm -hmm. of people are welcome in my space. Yeah. It's good. So you um, have been on quite a journey to uncover the the treasures of hospitality in the Bible, 
And you were just telling me the other day about kind of your, the, the, the start of your journey. And I wanted you to have time to oh. share that. So, well, I, I was listening to a, a sermon. A, a woman was speaking. I think she was a missionary or something. And, and she was not speaking on hospitality at <laughs> all. And uh, she came to John 1, 35 to 40. And uh, Jesus has, has just been with John. And two of John's disciples have, have come to follow Jesus. And it's Andrew and Simon Peter who becomes Peter. Um, and they come up to him and, and, and he says, what do you want? And they say, Rabbi, where are you staying? And he replies, well, come and you'll see, come to where I'm staying. Mm -hmm. And that was the last thing that I heard in the sermon. Wow. Absolutely. The last thing come to where I'm staying. And my mind just raced about the woman who owned the home where Jesus was staying. Was she ready? How was that going to affect her life if Jesus brought two more people for dinner? Hmm. It was the fourth or tenth hour or something. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. And they spent the rest of the day with him. So she was going to feed these people. She was Jesus. She Jesus was in her home. He brought people. Mm -hmm. Unannounced. And unannounced. Unannounced. And uh, the question that just came up from way down deep inside me was, "Are you ready to open your front door when I want to bring people?" Wow. Wow. And that gives me chills. I mean, uh, well, I, I uh, it did me. Yeah. It was like, uh, no, Lord, I don't think so. And now, now, just wh where were you? If oh, sorry, blah blah blah. <laughs> that's, blah. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Where were you at? Could you describe how you felt about your space and your home? Maybe so that listeners could kind of relate. Oh, okay. And like when when he asked you that question. <clears throat> Like, when he asked me that question, I had two little girls and um, a husband that was gone a lot. He, mm -hmm. he was traveling. And I, uh, I liked to entertain. Mm -hmm. I was very concerned about how things looked in my house. Mm. My door was closed unless... I was ready for Unless it was to be opened. Yes, right, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I I would have been mortified to have somebody walk in and have uh, dirty dishes on my table or laundry on my couch, or I wasn't, you know, I was in sweatpants and a t-shirt. Sure, you know, sure. I, I I you know I wouldn't have done that. Yes, and the. It, it was really the voice of the Lord that spoke to me in yeah. a very deep place in my heart. Yeah. And I said, I want to do that, Lord. I, I, I say that you live in my house. You are welcome here, Lord, in my house. Yeah. And you want to bring people to my house? <laughs> You know, I was like, ah, okay, uh, let's see, do I have food? Do I have, you know, uh, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? So <laughs> it sent me on a biblical journey. Yeah. 
and um, on on what does it mean? And because on hospitality, you know, people talked about Abraham, you know, entertaining yeah. angels. Right. Okay. Well, I probably am not going to entertain angels, although you will find that in the New Testament, mm-hmm. also. And it, it's like, hmm. Okay. Um, how is this relevant? What do you mean? And I began to see it as a theme that goes throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. The revelation out of the book of Revelation that I got was when I was reading about Laodicea. And we read about how he he wants you to be either hot or cold. Mm -hmm. Otherwise... You know, he wishes that we were either hot or cold. And and I'm going hot or cold. Okay. Um, lukewarm, he's going to spit us out of the mouth. I didn't see that as relevant to hospitality mm-hmm. until I learned about Laodicea. And Laodicea didn't have a good water source. In, um, oh, what's the name of the city? Um, uh, Heropolis. There were hot springs in Heropolis, and people always went to the hot springs um, to get healed. And they, you know, go sit in the hot springs like we go to Arkansas to sit mm-hmm. in the hot springs. Um, and then there was Colossae, and they had cold springs. And so, if you wanted to go and relax and refresh, you would mm. go to the cold springs and you'd sit in the spa like cold springs atmosphere Mm. and and become refreshed well Laodicea decided that they needed to they were going to try and pipe the water in viaducts and they built I mean it was a incredible feat for the time Mm -hmm. but they built built this viaduct from Heropolis in to get this hot water well in the process of coming into Laodicea the water became lukewarm Mm -hmm. And it actually nauseated people. The term spew you out of my mouth is actually, it was a nauseating, horrible, couldn't drink it, no way. Wow. Okay. But then you look back at the thing, at the scripture, and he says, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. Mm Mm-hmm. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Well, I certainly didn't want to be spewed out. <laughs> and But hot or cold? Both are refreshing. Both, both. well, hot is healing and cold is refreshing. Mm. And he wants us to be one or the other. Mm. Okay, one, one thing or the other. Well, Not for, nauseating. Not <laughs> nauseating. Not nauseating. So... To all of a sudden, he showed me how relevant that is to hospitality. Mm. You open your front door, and you are prepared to be, because of Jesus in you, you are prepared to be either refreshing to the person who walks in or healing to the mm. person who walks into wow. your space. And it doesn't have to be your front door of your house. Yeah. Jesus never owned a home. So he didn't, 
he practiced hospitality. He's our mentor in the whole process. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a house. He used it everybody else's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to bring people. And we can either be or be both separately. Mm-hmm. Um, either offering refreshment to people or offering healing wow. and to people when they enter our spaces. Yeah. Um, and that can be at work. It can be at play. It can be wherever you are. If you're a busy mom and you've got three kids and they're going to all these basketball, football games, mm-hmm. and you're sitting in the stands, you can be that. You can be biblically hospitable in the stands at a basketball game. Mm. You can purpose at practices while you have to sit there to engage the other moms and offer them Healing hospitality. And refreshment. Right. You can yeah. offer them that. It doesn't have to be your house, although mm-hmm. that's you know the typical place where we mm-hmm. think of bringing people in to stay. Um, but there are seasons for that. Sometimes. You just can't open your house, your physical house, that mm-hmm. it's very hard. But what about if your heart's prepared to open the door, you can open the door. And the interesting mm. thing is right after this is the script, uh, after the scripture of the hot and cold, it's I stand at the door and knock. Oh, wow. If, I mean, that's three wow. verses later. Three verses Wow. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in in, and eat with that person and they with me. Mm. So we open our front doors. Mm. We open the door to our hearts or our front doors or our space. We open. We just walk open, Mm -hmm. ready to receive doesn't mean that we don't have bad days where you want to put a paper bag over your head and say, <laughs> No one talk to me. <laughs> please leave me alone. <laughs> you know, there's wow. grace for that too. I mean, sure, the sure. Lord, of the course. Lord knows where we are. But wow. When I was a Kool-Aid mom, <laughs> it was a different part of my life. Yeah. And, you know, you go... You, your kids grow up, life yeah. changes, and, you know, now I have grandkids, but now I'm a little bit different in the stands watching the basketball games, but sure. I can engage other grandparents, I can engage the parents, mm-hmm. um, mm. you know. Um, it's it's like as you were talking and I was just picturing sitting in the stands, I was thinking of almost like... Um, like an umbrella, like, like that you create like this umbrella, like a covering, like an oasis, almost like an island of refreshing and healing wherever you go and being very intentional and aware that Mm -hmm. like Christ lives in you and you have that to give to, to another person. And the gift of hospitality as a gift, it's not a gift. God doesn't, worry about your ability Mm. it's your availability that he wants wow yeah and it's not a gift it is it's it's more of a 
encouragement, command, uh, you know, it says be hospitable. <laughs> well, it talks about in Timothy, right? About yeah. elders. Elders have to be hospitable. Right. It's, like, uh, yeah. I would not think of that as a prerequisite for an elder. Right. But that is. And interestingly enough, and I haven't worked through the whole theology of it yet. I'm. Uh, this is the next place that the You're Lord gonna has go. my heart yeah. to go, is that hospitality is spoken about or toward men more often than women in the Bible. That was going to be a question for me. Is um, now is this a typical? Is this a? Is this a female deal? No, it is not. No. Oh no. Not no. at not at all. No and. You know, um, for like elders or the, some of the scriptures call them overseers. Mm -hmm. um, you want to attain to that kind of life, you know, whether you mm -hmm. have a title or not, you, you want to attain to that. Um, and, you know, it talks about their wives and it talks about their children and it talks about them being hospitable. And... It, it's it, it's a it's a man thing too. I mean, and it's and you're saying it's even maybe more a man thing in the Bible, right? right. Wow. Biblically, biblically, it, yes, yes, it, wow. more so. Although, you know, I'm still studying that out. Okay, because that question was asked to me oh a couple of years ago um, about the the male female thing mm -hmm. and like is this more a yeah. female thing or more right. a male uh, thing so or... this is just okay the women of the bible right you know this yeah. is this is a teaching for yeah. women and no it's not yeah no it's not it's a it's a heart mindset because i think for elders it's a necessity because if they're going to oversee the congregation their heart has to be open yeah. In, in a hospitable, welcoming, I will listen to you. Because listening is a huge part of hospitality. Yeah. And they, you know, that has to be where their heart is yeah. in order to oversee a congregation. So well, it's like, and it it's, it's receiving someone, it is. right? It is, it is. And it takes it. As they are. When, when you put it into the male scheme of things, it removes it from entertaining. Mm. You know, it, it it's it it kind of brings it more into that heart concept. Yeah. And and just something that I have been thinking about a lot is that men um men are just made to defend boundaries. Like that they're that they're made to protect and and that's just how they are. I mean, th right. that's who they are. Yes. God, it's part of the masculine deal. Mm -hmm. And so the thought of, okay, yes, I will protect this home, but I will not close this home from people coming in. You know, that, that I will choose because Christ received me, I will choose to receive others. Mm -hmm. It seems like almost that, the, that a man would have to make a more in some ways, firm choice, and maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm just, you know, talking now. But a, a, a real choice to open the boundary of his home to someone new, you know, right. that that may not be. And the work may come, you know, the hands-on, preparing the meals, having a place for the person to be, you know, if they're going to stay for a while, um, may fall more to the woman. Yeah. 
but if the man's heart is not there to to make his to open the door open and available yeah it may be the woman who actually opens the door right but the man is going to need to be willing to to do that like have a yes in his heart yes yes a yes and amen yeah on in yeah you know yeah and there's um oh um oh i wish i could remember where it is um at one point paul is asked to come to a home and um, and and rest on one of his travels, mm. and he comes in and the father of the man who asked Paul to come and stay with them, mm. his father was was very very ill, and Paul came to the house to stay on mm. one of his travels, and went and talked to the the father who was very ill, prayed laid hands on him, and he was healed. Mm. And then the whole island came, those who were sick, and they were all healed. Mm. So what a powerful thing for that man to have brought Paul in to stay with him Mm -hmm. on his journeys. And, And it doesn't indicate that it was just, you know, for the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Paul was staying with him. Mm -hmm. and or going to be staying with him and he brought with him healing Mm -hmm. and then it went outside the house to the whole island you know and i think that's what hospitality does Mm -hmm. and especially in them with the men um Mm -hmm. i i think they can it 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 spreads (laughs) somehow you know uh, with the man, but I, I'm you're working, I'm working on, that. on that. Yes, yeah. the Lord is giving me more and more revelation into what the men are actually doing in the Bible. And Abraham yeah. invited the three angels in. Yeah, Paul invited or was invited by someone mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know it, it it's it's a whole it's another aspect of this because there's the hospitality that's one on one and the, where the person comes and goes mhm there's hospitality where you have somebody come in and they're going to stay with you yeah you know we've had people come and live with us we've had yeah. several people who have lived in our home and um for a season mhm <clears throat> That's a whole different kind of hospitality. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know that's a whole different kind of preparation. You know, yeah. and and how do you do that? Right. And and so you know, but there's there's seasons for that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Um, so. So can you? Um, this is like so good. Just a lot of the biblical foundation and and kind of delving into more of the theology behind um, hospitality. But I'm wondering. Could you share a little bit of your personal progression? Because, okay, so here you were. You were an entertainer, mm-hmm. you self, self-admitted self entertainer. Okay. And he said, are you ready to open your door to, you know, someone? So do you remember the first time that you experienced, like, opening your door to someone? 
I not really because the Lord is very gracious mm -hmm. on this journey, and I've watched Him be as as women, uh, you know, enter into this. There, there is a graciousness that the Lord has for you as you enter in, mm. and so for me, it wasn't the shocking. Okay, I'm gonna do. Okay, this. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again. He prepared me for what, you know, because my heart was open, there was a preparation. And I think I began to just be more able to keep my front door, my physical front door of my house open mm -hmm. and um, just let people come in. Or invite somebody instead of, you know, going out to lunch with a, a girlfriend or something, or somebody bring them into my home, mm -hmm. even though it wasn't perfect. Yeah. Um, those those were the the harder harder things for me that um, not being a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. um, Letting somebody see my desk be a mess and, and the pots and pans in my kitchen yeah. that don't fit in my cabinets. It was okay. <laughs> I didn't have to hide them. Right. You yeah. know, um, because I I would literally hide things. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd fill my oven up with stuff if I knew somebody was coming over. Well, you know, that, that takes time and it... And the Lord has grace for that, mm -hmm. you know, to that transition to take place. And I can tell you, it's it doesn't always work. Even all the years that I've been after this, you know, there are times when I really don't want to open my front door. Yeah. You know, and um, those are the hard times, you know, to, to receive grace for that. But it's mm -hmm. okay. Um, but as far as a, a, a shining moment, no, okay. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I don't really no, have that. It was, it was a progression. Right. I, I think the Lord just, well, it seems like brought it, me into it. Yeah. You know? It seems like it was a, it was, and this is probably, you know, what people need to hear is that it was a heart change, right. a heart. Yes. Like, yes, Lord, I want to. Mm -hmm. And then he began to kind of unfold that for you to the point where then your outward actions, you know, he was giving you grace. That's why it's not like, oh, I just had to will myself to like overcome my flesh. You know, it was no. like, no, it was just this like kind of unfolding of like, no, I want to be open. Well, I, want I began to, be to look at things differently. I thought, okay, well, if Lord, if you're going to bring people to my house unexpectedly, mm -hmm. Um, I, I need to have food for them mm -hmm. and I need to have that ready in-house. I don't want to leave somebody and run to the grocery <laughs> store to, because my, my pantry is bare and it, yeah. it goes back there again, the oil in your lamp. Yeah. Do you have food in your refrigerator? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, literally the Lord took me on a wow. very practical tour of the Bible. Wow. You know, yes, oil in your lamp has other means. right right i i understand that and i, and I got <laughs> don't it. don't email ellie about that <laughs> i get it i get it but when i read things like that now 
because of what the Lord did in my heart, I say, oh, yeah, well, that's also food in your refrigerator. I, I become very practical about mm-hmm. things. And so then I, I set out to find recipes that mm. were made with things that I could literally store in my house. And in a month, if I didn't need them, then my family ate them. And sure. then I'd restock, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and to date, I'm ready for company. If somebody wants to come over and eat dinner tonight, I have stuff in my house that I've purposely got there to be able to mm. cook dinner for somebody. Yeah. And the other thing is, hospitality is portable. So I have stuff. If somebody gets uh, sick, a friend yeah. gets sick, somebody has a baby, you know, something happens, somebody, uh, you know, whatever, I can take a meal because I have it. Right. You know. Um, right. And I think hospitality on the go with taking a meal and you take your comfort or your whatever. Mm, healing. Into their house. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and you you take it to them. Yeah. It's also, it can be an outreach. Yes. But, wow. it all, you know, it stems from that heart change yeah. and a perspective change. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just, uh, it's, um, what am I trying to say? I just, I just have this, like, kind of, image in my mind of I mean it's life on life right it's sharing your life with someone else it's opening your heart to them it's receiving them it's exchanging with them you know and so like people do that you know with people that they feel comfortable with right but like Jesus said like well what good is that the Gentiles do that right? right like and that's where the shift happens yeah so then it's like okay but but here's a person who is new to my world and, or, and, or is not really from, like, we don't have a ton in common in terms of like the world system. Mm-hmm. Am I going to welcome them in? Right. That's a different story. That's right. a different kind of deal. But I just think, I feel like us in the West and the American church, we've really missed this, you know, oh, yeah. for the most part, you yeah. know, but it's such it's a quality of living out the gospel that is so essential and and i mean i'm just thinking about the implications of it it's just so huge yeah. like if if someone a family that was just kind of a you know just going a church a church going family made this shift mm-hmm. like what would happen in their neighborhoods what would happen in their i mean right. it's like Let's right. go, guys. Like, right. you know, that's... <laughs> well, I, I, let, let me share another story. I, um, a, a, a young family moved in next door to us years ago. And I just was practicing what mm-hmm. the Lord, you know, and, and just sharing life with her. Mm-hmm. And she had kids about the same age as mine. And she came over one day and unexpectedly... And she said, Ellie, I've just got to talk to you. And I said, sure, come on in. And again, you know, there's laundry and all, <laughs> all this stuff. Come on in. And she sat down 
and she said, Ellie, what makes you different? Mm. I I was stunned. Wow. I mean, it was like, well, Jesus makes me different. Yeah. But the revelation that she saw it. Through the she hospitality. Saw it. She saw it. I you love know. it. And she asked, and I led her to the Lord over the next wow. two or three weeks, um, still walking with the Lord. Wow. Um, you know, it, it just, the impact, the outcomes are incredible. Yeah. Just because, you know, and it's more than just being, you know, there are a lot of nice people out there and that do really nice things and, you know, the kindness and all that. Um, but when it comes from what Jesus has changed in your heart and in mm. your mindset, then it becomes a kingdom thing. Then it becomes a life-changing thing. It, wow. You know, it's more than just being nice. Sure. Um, and I think I was nice before I got this revelation. You sure, know? sure, sure, sure. Um, and I've always been a real friendly person. I, you know, rarely have in my life known a stranger. But there was this shift. My purpose was different. Mm. My whole purpose was different. Wow. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Okay. Because I think that's a lot to chew on, actually, for for me, <laughs> personally. <laughs> but also for people listening. And I just really appreciate you sharing, Ellie. And Thank you. Um, maybe would you pray for those that are are listening and just just that this would not just go away or be some new information but that this would really sink down and become absorbed into their you know being yes i'd be glad to yeah okay father father thank you thank you that you gave me this revelation to share and that it is something that you want for all of us. Father, I just ask for the, the men and women who are listening that they would be so touched by your word that they would go on a journey so that you could touch their hearts and create a mindset in them that you want to bring people into their lives and that mm-hmm. they can be ready. It is not their ability, but it's their availability. Yes. You will give them the ability, Lord. It's mm-hmm. good. Father, give them just a hope and a desire that you will do this in their lives. Mm-hmm. For I have great confidence that you will, Lord. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ellie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please check out our website at homeinspired.org for more resources. And if you want to connect with me in person, email me at naomi at homeinspired.org. Thanks again.